Hello and welcome to Candid, where we never settle for less than the truth. I'm your host, Jonathan Youssef. You're used to hearing us tackle tough issues, answer your hard questions, and take a candid look at the Christian faith. But this week is a little different, and we're going to have some fun. Not that the other weeks aren't fun, but my wife, Lindsay, is going to join us, and we are going to share a little bit about how Christmas was for us growing up, how we plan to celebrate it as a family, and my team wouldn't let us get away without a little round of this or that. First, let me say Merry Christmas. What a wonderful time of year when we come to celebrate the coming of Jesus the Messiah who brought salvation to God's people and who is reigning forever on the throne. To have a right focus at Christmas, I want to offer you a free digital download of Jesus the Only. Visit ltw.org candid today and request your free download. I realize it's Christmas Eve, but it's never too late to reflect on the perfect provision found in Christ Jesus. Welcome to Candid, and I am very excited to introduce you to my next guest, which is my very beautiful and lovely wife, Lindsay. Lindsay, thank you for coming on the program. Thanks for having me. (laughs) We're thinking about Christmas and Christmas traditions, and... um, I should point out that we actually met here at Leading the Way, not but a few feet from this little recording studio. We did nearly six years ago, coming up on six years. Uh, Hard to believe. Yeah. We do have this conversation occasionally, but sort of the the Christmas, what what did Christmas look like in your home growing up? What were those sort of those things? Yeah, um... Christmas was always just such a special time to our family. Um, my grandparents would come up, was, which was really one of my favorite things, because we really only saw them twice a year. So they would come up, and Christmas Eve, um, Dad would read um, usually the story of uh, Christ's birth, which was always really special. And then we'd go to church. And then um, the next day in the morning, um, I have a sister who's 16 months younger than me, as you know. You're sister-in-law. I am your husband. <laughs> as you know. Um, and so we were always really close and we just wake up excited every morning and, and wait at the top of the stairs as dad would narrate to camera Hmm. every single piece of action. And then we'd run down the stairs and, and open our gifts. And, um, it was just a lot of fun, lots of family, lots of friends. It was just about people getting together. Yeah. You know, I, I, uh, I was trying to think through my, um, our, our family traditions, uh, you know, having a, a mother from Australia and mm. a father from Egypt, you, you don't necessarily get all the American traditions from that. Yeah. Um, when I was younger, we used to go and we would have like breakfast or brunch on Christmas Eve together mm. at, um, uh, you know, some restaurant or something. And then, you know, the big thing for us was always Christmas Eve because dad was preaching. And so it was a big deal being in church together. But of course, as a kid, you're just all you can think about is the next day. So yeah. you're all kind of uh, you're focused on what's taking place, and mm-hmm. you're you're you know you're hearing that gospel presentation of the the incarnation of Christ and the the coming of Christ. And you know, I think I think looking back, I wished I had a, a better appreciation for what Dad was preaching and saying. But in some respects, you know, as a kid, you're you're really just thinking about. You know, yeah. What am I going to get yeah. in my selfish little world that I was living in? Of course. Um, Traditions, though. I mean, were there any, like, games or things that you guys did? That's a good question. Well, we always had, um, like, a special breakfast in the morning. We do, like, the sausage 
um, cheese biscuits. Like yeah. very southern so mom, healthy. as you know, very healthy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and we usually play usually some sort of game. Sometimes we might play football or something in the backyards afterwards. But um, but yeah, how about you? Did you have any special games you played? Well, as you know, we had the Christmas cracker tradition, yes. which is very much a British tradition. Um, and so, you know, mom growing up in Australia with her parents and uh, the types of foods that they would make, different types of puddings and things. But the Christmas cracker was always like f- the main thing that I remember in terms of traditions. Christmas, um, you know, it was really Christmas lunch. I think we would have um, a big meal together. And I think it was often turkey. So that's probably the American influence. Yeah. But, um, you know, you hold these little popper cracker things and pull them open. And then there's always a little paper colored paper crown inside and we'd all have them on our heads. And if you think about it, you look back at our our Christmas pictures from growing up, we all look ridiculous wearing those little paper <laughs> crowns. But then you've sort of seen how that British influence has made its way around Australia and here and now other people are doing it. So I don't feel as bizarre. Uh, and then there's a little trinket and a joke. And then everyone would always kind of go around the table and read their silly joke. Um, I echo your point. I think it's the the memories tend to revolve around the people, the mm-hmm. friends, the family, that sort of dynamic. You know, certainly my siblings because, you know, we didn't have any um, immediate family apart yeah. from just the, um, the six of us. Um, we had really good family friends, church friends who um, who would celebrate with us. So we certainly remember um, Thanksgivings and Christmases with them. Um, but, uh, you know, now that our family's gotten much larger, mm. um, nine nieces and nephews, how many do we have? Yeah. Nine nieces yeah. and nephews. Ten kids um, total. You know, it's 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 kind of t- now you get to see the excitement in them as kids and sort of that all that playing out. So it's got a, a, a much more um, sentimental feel, I think, now than it did when yeah. I was little. Yeah, it's it's been nice because I have such a really small, immediate family, just my parents and sister. And then just seeing, you know, you coming into the family, my sister just got married and now we have a little boy and just seeing that kind of grow has been really wonderful. And then being a part of your family when you have, was it 19 of us now, I think, yeah, when everyone's yeah. it's, together? It's, it's, it's disorganized pretty... chaos. <laughs> Um, you know, as we think about this, the, the holiday, obviously the, the, the mm. center being on Christ, you know, what were the things that your family would do to keep that focus on Christ during Christmas? We read um, the story of Christ for Christmas Eve, but when we were eating, we'd sort of go around the table similar to what we did for Thanksgiving. And a lot of times we'd try to talk about um, what we were thankful for and, and just trying to remember the year and, and like all the wonderful things that God had given us that year and um, and trying to make it about him. Mm. Did you have anything specifically for you? You know, um, I, I think back on it now and it, dad was really big on like a, a extended period of time of prayer before mm-hmm. we actually open our presents. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, there's certainly Thanksgiving and things around the table. Um, for meals, but like Christmas morning, mm-hmm. like you're in order for it to not be about just these presents, we would come and thank the Lord for all the blessings that He'd given us, and then um, often each one of us would have some element of prayer in that time. Yeah. Um, you know, as a kid, I probably was thinking, 
all right, come on, let's get on with it. Like, let's get this part over with so we can get to the good <laughs> stuff, you know. But, uh, you know, looking back, I'm I'm so thankful. I'm so mm-hmm. grateful that he put that emphasis on that because, uh, you know, when you're older and you see that and you just – the, the rampant materialism mm. um, that that surrounds that holiday yeah. um, it's it could be so easy to remove you know I don't want to use that uh, cliche of taking Christ out of Christmas yeah. but there is some element of even Christian households can do that so easily mm. you know that everything is marketed towards us so heavily and yeah. it can be so easy to just miss the the <laughs> to use another cliche, the reason for the season, you know, yeah. the, the reason why we're celebrating anything. Yeah, um, absolutely. So I think even having just that one major element of let's remember why we're celebrating and 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 even even being thankful for the family and the, the ways that he's blessed us in, in a lot of different yeah. ways. Even the fact that we get to kind of share gifts with each other because there's, yeah. you know, there'll be lots of people that don't have that. Absolutely. Um, so I think that's that's certainly one tradition I you know that you and I will kind of continue on. Yeah, we've we been talking family. a lot about you know what we'll carry on with our son, right? And um, especially with him being the oldest or the first grandchild in my family, there's tends to be a lot of gifts yes. that come with that. And you know he's nine of ten for your side, and so we've just been you know thinking a lot about how do we make this about. Christ, which is the focus of this, and mm. not all these the gifts, the gifts, yeah. yeah. Okay, so we, in thinking about that, uh, the Christmas story, you know, we're, mm. we're, is there an element of it or a, a part of the Christmas narrative that that has a particular impact with you? Um, when I think of the Christmas story, you know, if you're thinking of a way to save the world, that's not probably how you would do it, you know, and we live in this world of um, this Marvel universe, we have these Avengers, we have these superheroes, and and it's all this big, powerful, you know, who can have the most power in a sense, and and here's God himself sending his son Mm. down to the world in just such a simple, um, an extraordinarily simple way, um, coming down as really a nobody in the world's eyes, being born in in a manger, just how beautiful that is that he would come, you know, as a servant when he could have come as a king. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have something that stands out to you? You know, for me, I think it's the imagery of um, the angels singing. I think part of me wants to have been there to see that, to see yeah. angels and archangels pouring out praise yeah. to God, in because this is what thousands of years of uh, humanity have been looking forward to and waiting on, you know, yeah, the Redeemer absolutely. has come. And I always found it so fascinating that it goes, the message goes to the two extremes of um, sort of socioeconomic status. Mm. It goes to the lowly shepherds who were practically nobodies. Mm. Um, and then it goes to these um, sort of Zoroastrian um Kings, yeah. uh, probably from Persia, you know. So the 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 extreme wealth and and wise and the lowliest of lowly, and they are the ones that are are brought in to see. And I just think it's yeah. it's amazing because it, in some sense it's a picture of the gospel. Mm. This message is going to go to these types, these types, and everybody in between. And it's the message of hope and salvation. 
Absolutely. And, um, and I know a lot of ministers want to say, like, I know we talk about the coming of Christ and Christmas, but you have to also focus on what he did. Yeah. So you have to think about his life. You have to think about his death. You have to think about his resurrection. And I think all those things kind of come together, um, certainly. Um, you like Christmas music. Yeah. <laughs> you you listen to it. I when... try to start it <laughs> as soon as I possibly can. <laughs> um, what's your favorite Christmas song? I think my favorite is uh, Silent Night. We do this at Apostles now and, and in churches that I had grown up in as a kid. But, you know, um, when you go to church on Christmas Eve, all the lights come down. Mm-hmm. Everyone has a candle and they light it. And um, we sing that song, and there's just something beautiful about in in such a chaotic world that is so focused mm-hmm. on itself and bringing glory to themselves. We get to just take that moment that we should do, you know, every day as mm-hmm. Christians. But take a moment and um, really focus on on what Christmas is about, and that you know, Him coming, Jesus coming to the earth, and mm-hmm. and being born in that manger. Yeah, there's that moment of sort of quiet and stillness yeah. in that song. It's yeah. kind of almost haunting. It is. Because you're right. It? It's like amongst all – and especially on Christmas Eve when everyone's sort of last minute grabbing yeah. things and shopping and frantic. Yeah. And then you kind of come into a service and it's like, you know, a song like that comes in and you yeah. think, whoa. Like I've probably been – I've been pushing it too hard. Yeah. It's a way to stop for a moment. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Um, I could list all of them. I mean, Joy to the World is certainly um, – has that power and that – sort of mm. vivacity that sort yeah. of come, emanates from the song and um, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Uh, you know, some of those sort of timeless ones I think are are, are just really beautiful and, um, you know, they, they may become tradition for some people, but the truths of which they convey are really powerful. And I, and I think of, a, you know, the people who come for just Christmas service out of obligation or religious duty or whatever it is. Sometimes it's the songs that can convey the truth better than a lot of other things. Um, yeah. and, and certain in particular churches, that would be the case. But um, there's an element of music and, and singing and uh, that I think can really open a person's eyes to the truth yeah. of what has either just been proclaimed to them or what, you know, what they're hearing and in, in, in different uh, avenues from, from Christian groups. And I think music certainly has some real power. Christmas movie. That's a big theme. Oh, that's a good question. I love a lot of Christmas movies. Uh, when I was a kid, oh, there was one called, I think it's called The Year Without a Santa Claus, you know, the heat miser and the cold miser. So my sister and I would watch it and I think we knew You've all the words to it, all the songs, yeah. basically, and, and probably um, I loved How the Grinch Stole Christmas, like the original cartoon, not yeah. maybe the newer one. But yeah. Do you have one? Fred Claus. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> I've never seen it. Um, Home Alone. Yeah. That's sort of the iconic uh, early 90s movie. And I was similar in age to Macaulay Culkin. Oh, yeah. And I was the youngest in my family, so... I would daydream of them <laughs> disappearing <laughs> and running the house and then having burglars come and So you wanted them to leave things. you, basically. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Um, things, things that we do during this season, what are, mm. what are some of your favorite uh, sort of holiday season, Christmas season? Um, 
You know, I I love like the lights, everyone decorating their house with all the lights and going to see some of the big light displays. That was really, we'd always go to Life University um, as a kid and they used to put on this like massive lights display that we used to do. Um, I'm trying to think, you know, it's when we were in Australia, they just celebrated it so differently. Um, totally so it was different just, season yeah. and totally different they didn't really do the lights you know it was all summery and it was great in its own way but i think there's something you know wonderful and kind of hoping snow will come even though it never does really (laughs) every once in a while we had this debate with our australian friends who they loved the fact that it was summertime and they could go out and play cricket and take their toys and go play with them and they felt bad for us that we'd get all our toys and have to be inside yeah but it just no. felt very and, foreign to and us. And the songs don't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> what winter wonderland? What, yeah, Do you mean the beach? What jingle bells <laughs> ringing? Yeah. That's so true. That's so true. Um, and they're having seafood instead of yeah. you know, the big hot meal. Yeah. I did love when we were in Australia, though, we did a big women's event and we would decorate gingerbread houses. And, you know, that's something that we would do every once in a while as a kid growing up, but it's not. I don't, something that mm. doesn't feel quite as American about it. I don't know if you think that as well. But um, in Australia, it was this big thing. It was probably over 100 women that would and come to this. it was an evangelistic as, outreach, yeah, right? Yeah. Say, yeah, it was an evangelistic outreach. So there'd be a, a short presentation usually given by a student minister or something like that. And um, it was just such a, a great way for people who might be intimidated to walk in the doors mm. of the church initially mm. to be able to come to something and get to know, you know, not all Christians are crazy or weird <laughs> we're not crazy we're come make gingerbread houses <laughs> yeah, that's with right. us <laughs> that's right. um i don't know if i have one i think it's what we talked about earlier i think it's it's sort of time with mm. friends and family because yeah. the year is so chaotic um you know there's uh school and there's schedules and mm. all these things and i always felt like christmas was always about sort of in some sense, slowing down. In some sense, it's you're sort of expending a lot more energy and shopping and doing all that. And the traffic is bad and the malls are packed and sometimes a bit overwhelming. But in some sense, there is like a, a slowing down the busyness of life because you, you, there's also that element of like I feel like I'm supposed to be having a good time. Yeah. And, and that can feel forced. Um, but I, I, I've always just appreciated – um, you know, having those times with friends and family. So there's always mm-hmm. office parties and there's um, uh, different sort of get-togethers that, that take place. And um, I've always appreciated that. And and I think with just the fact that we do sort of Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, like they're all kind of real tightly mm-hmm. w- wound yeah. into that last sort of two months. Um, it's just an enjoyable time to be able to spend that time with yeah. People that you may not even get to see all that much throughout the rest of the year. Is it now that you're a, a pastor, a minister, uh, it's sort of a working season for you as well as as it was for your dad growing up? Does that mm-hmm. change the way that you look at it at all? Hey, I'm the one that asks questions. <laughs> <laughs> Can't help it. I'm a journalist. Uh, uh, you know, that's a good point. Uh, I, I I don't do as much here, but when we were in Australia, you mm. know, I did. I was preaching the midnight service occasionally, oh, yeah. and and um, Christmas. I don't know if I did Christmas morning. I think I did Christmas Eve. Um, yeah, that was that was busy busy season in terms of work prep, um, working on your message, um, 
uh, putting those things together. And it can be stressful. But at the mm-hmm. same time, um, just the idea of the people coming in who don't know Christ. And, you know, you've got this massive opportunity to present him in a way that they have never heard before yeah. or say something that will um, – uh, force them to have a thought or an emotion or something that will react to the truth of the gospel. And so I, there's, yeah, it could be a little bit daunting even, um, the, 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 uh, the amount of pressure on that. But the good news is that Christ is the one that does the work. So, right. you know, if you put in the labor for the, the preparation, you know he's going to do the work through the church people and through um, the proclaiming of his own word. And so, yeah, it's – I think there's mm. joy in that. Um, Absolutely. Uh, and then a very seamless transition into what is your favorite Christmas treat? Oh, that's a good question. I'm not really – I feel like this is anti-Southern or something. I, I'm not really a pie person. I feel like pies are usually heretic. Um, yeah, I know. Usually a big Christmas thing. Um, my mom would usually make banana pudding. That's pretty Southern. Um, <laughs> so that's probably one of my favorites. She doesn't make it that often, but she usually does for Thanksgiving and Christmas. That's probably one of my my favorites. Just um, growing up in my family. Do you have one in particular? I don't know. Oh, uh, I, you know, sadly, I think I am a pie person. Yeah. It's no shame. Imagine that. <laughs> Imagine uh, that. Yeah, I like the pumpkin pies and the um, apple pies. and yeah. Oh, I do like apple pie. See? Well, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> it's got the word pie in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, the true meaning of Christmas is blank. Oh, the true meaning of Christmas. Um. I'll let you answer that one first. And come back <laughs> the to true it. meaning of Christmas is gifts <laughs> no. and spending money. Um, no, the the I mean certainly the true meaning of Christmas is Christ. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean you you feel like that needs some. I feel like that was a trick. Yeah, I want you to go. Your answer was. I want you to go deeper. Go deeper. <laughs> um, I remember hearing someone saying. Uh, you know, ministers shouldn't preach about Christmas um, or shouldn't do anything special for Christmas because mm-hmm. it's not – we don't know if it's the real day or if it's the real and, – and I remember some uh, – another pastor told me, why? Why wouldn't you take the opportunity? Yeah. Yes, it's a – it's become sort of this uh, tradition with a lot of the materialistic things, but people still come to church out of tradition and, you know, how many people do we run across that say, you know, it was a a Good Friday service, an Easter Sunday service, a, a Christmas service, a Christmas Eve service where I, I heard it for the however many yeah. time and it just – everything became clear. Yeah. And I think um, – as believers, we need to take every opportunity, and so mm-hmm. if if it's um, if it's a seasonal thing, if it's um, if it's even just talking to your neighbor about what Christmas means to you, or or um, you know, sort of somehow creatively working it into your conversation. Yeah. Um, I mean, even talking about what you're doing, you know, hey, we're going to church on Christmas Eve. Um, hey, would you like to come with us? 
you know, hey, yeah. do you want to be a part of our tradition? And you sort of invite them into something um, that may be new or, or different to them. But it's sort of it just I feel like it's it's such a big opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. And, and I think also thinking about um, I think the world looks at it as a chance to maybe love for each other. Mm. But really, it's about, I think, love that Christ had, that he he sent his one and only son down um, the in the greatest act of love. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, the father sent his son down in the greatest act of love for his people. So, mm. yeah. Um, Advent, observing Advent. Mm. That was never, I don't think, my family never did mm. the Advent calendar or anything. We didn't do Advent. But I'm I kind of want to do it with Isaac. I think yeah, I think that's something we, I, I'd like to start the tradition of sort of yeah. We never um, did it either, but yeah, I would love to do it with them. Considering the implications of the coming of Christ and sort of building that anticipation, and then helping him and whatever future kids we have see what what it is really all about. And, yeah. and I think that's a that's a simple way of of doing that. Yeah, absolutely, um, and, a, and a helpful way. Okay, now we are going to play a game. Okay. And apparently this game is called This or That. And I think we're given two options, and you have to select one. Tough. Okay. Tough choices. First, this or that. Okay. Real tree or fake tree? Definitely real. Mm -hmm. I think I know your your preference. (laughs) Someone doesn't like cleaning up the pine needles all the time. Yes. So when we first, I think it was when we first got married, right? We were, um, we. Yes, please tell this story. So um, I, after we got married, I moved in um, to the house with you and, and I was wanting to put up a Christmas tree. And and I think your response was something like, um, they're fire safety hazard and the needles get everywhere. (laughs) Thank you, Scrooge. We so were nice. also moving overseas like a week later. <laughs> <clears throat> it wouldn't have made, actually no. We weren't even in the house. We'd already sold the house. Oh, huh. I still want one. Touche. <laughs> uh, fake tree for me. Although I will say I like the smell mm. of a real tree and in the field. But they make some fake ones that look pretty real. Mm. Still like the real one. All right. Um, white lights are colored. As a kid, I loved the colored lights, mm-hmm. but I think as an adult, I like the white lights. It's simplistic. Yeah, I think I agree. Yeah. I don't know why. I think colors are kind of fun, but then they, they feel juvenile after a while. They're still pretty. I hope no one listening to this thinks that we think they're juvenile if they have the colored lights. Now they do. Uh, home Alone or Elf? Oh, so you're going to take this one too. Oh, um, oh, home Alone. Okay. Home yeah. Alone or Elf? Home Alone. Why? Um, I like Elf. It's like my one Will Ferrell movie that I like. <laughs> we'll edit this out later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. But uh, no, it's just the one I watched as a kid. It's more fun. Yeah. Early service or midnight service? Mm, definitely now early. When you have a kid, <laughs> I'm not going to midnight service. But probably before we had kids, definitely midnight. You only went to one, I think, in Australia. Because Did the I? second year we had Isaac and I was preaching that one. Yeah. So you had to so stay had home to. with him and I had I to know. go preach. I was sad to miss that. It was very sad. But it was... But yeah. special for you. Yeah. And you. Um, go ahead. Stockings or no stockings? Um, stockings. We used really? to always get um, 
a toothbrush, a lump of coal, and an orange. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, there was always like toothbrush and floss, and we were always like, "Mom, do you do we have bad dental hygiene?" Or like, what's the, the implication here? That's funny. Something you need, maybe. I don't know. And deodorant and things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think that was the idea. It was the things that you, the necessities you need. Yes. Um, definitely stockings for me. That was sort of the the sort of last minute, like last little bit of gifts, kind of stuffed in there. Gift cards and things like that. And they look pretty on a mantle from a design yeah. standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. Your family has one for me, but it's like it's like the very sad one at the end. It's small. All the rest of us have our names crocheted <laughs> into yeah. it. They were made when we were born. And, yeah. and uh, yeah. you have the Mine has the like generic. A, a piece of duct tape on it with my name spelled wrong. Um, Grinch or Scrooge? I think Ooh. you already answered that one. Yeah, the Grinch. And yet, yet, our son's middle mm. name is Ebenezer. And That's when true. we told your parents, your mom said, <laughs> as in Scrooge? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But we have a, a special meaning yeah. behind it's it. It wasn't the just Samuel from the Samuel passage. That's right. And, and uh, he was born three from months Samuel after Seven. the 30th anniversary of the church where your dad, um, they did the Ebenezer stones right. in remembrance. And of we all heard God it and we said, what about Ebenezer for middle name? Yes. And it's stuck. It's stuck. Uh, let's see. Uh, drive or fly to see family? That's easy. Well, we don't – we've never really had to go anywhere. Although I, our family had to fly to see us when we were overseas. But I would say drive. I mean we do I – mean, yeah. yes, in some sense we do drive, but it's not very far because our families yeah, are close. Yeah, we're lucky. What about as a kid though? Um, did your grandparents ever come? Yeah. Uh, my grandparents would fly, but – you know, you can't really drive from Australia, so yeah. Well, I, I know that. <laughs> I was asking if they came. <laughs> Ship or flight? Yes. <laughs> Fourteen day journey or eighteen hours? Uh, uh, did you answer that one? Oh, um, a drive. Yeah, our family was. We sort of stayed at home. We yeah. took the option of family, family would drive to, to see you. us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And flying. Who wants to be in an airport on Christmas? No. Uh, open presents on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? Oh, so we would do one present on Christmas Eve. We would always open pajamas. That would be our big Christmas Eve and wear them that night. And um, the rest would be Christmas Day. How about you? Um, ours were always Christmas Day. We didn't have always. any weird traditions like that. Mm, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> now no, you're part I, of it. It's, My family does it's, it with you. I, I do. I enjoy it. And it'll be fun to see our little guy get um, pajamas to wear that he'll probably refuse to wear. Yes. Um, <laughs> Uh, my What's, turn? Yeah. A uh, surprise or peak? Surprise. There's an mm. element of, uh, I think the peaking is uh, it's cheating, right? I mean, it's like, it kind of takes the joy out of the, the moment. Yes, I agree. I, I, I like surprise as well. I was, yeah. Your family has a, a fun tradition because you do, we do Secret Santa mm-hmm. and, um, it used to be, you know, there's a set limit, but people would put what they wanted, which always yeah. made me laugh. Hmm. And then you wrap gave me it. The thing I asked for. Well, then you wrap it in the same paper, <laughs> and then you have to guess. Yeah, who, who gave me exactly the thing I'd asked? <laughs> uh, Aussie or American? Oh, oh, for Christmas. I don't know. Um, definitely American, because as we said, it just doesn't feel 
it just feels strange to not be cold and, you know, for Christmas. I remember we had friends in Australia who lived in the U.S. for a while, and they used to tell the story about how they would always go out and play cricket on Christmas Day. That was yeah. their biggest thing. And then they lived in Philadelphia or something, and they went out to play cricket, <laughs> and it was like sub-zero temperatures, snow. Oh, yeah. It was, they were like, we hated it. We hated it. We love summer. I don't know. There's some element, I think, that I love. The fact that you can go to the beach yeah. and the sun is out longer and the days are longer. And we did have a really special Christmas in Australia, yeah. didn't we? To was... our family's dismay, I think it was our favorite Christmas. I don't know if we can say that. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> They're listening. It was they uh, one of our favorites. It was memorable. Yeah. It was yeah. right after Isaac was born. It was his first Christmas, it was his first right? Christmas. That's what makes it. Was it Christmas special. Day? So, sorry, Christmas evening? Or was it Christmas Eve? Um, I think it was Christmas Day. No, Christmas Day, yeah. And then into the evening. And it was um, like three British families um, who were living in Australia. And so they did all the typical stuff that I think you and I were used to being Northern Hemisphere people. Um, We did the Christmas crackers. And then we did the um, sort of white elephant gift which got very competitive. It did. But I don't think I've ever laughed so hard or had as much fun. That was it was. Great. It was just nice seeing, well, you had kind of three different country traditions. You had a lot of British food, and then we had sort of Australian customs coming into that. And then yeah. we're the token Americans, <laughs> we, I guess. We were the oddballs. <laughs> we were the odd. Somehow. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Rudolph or Frosty? <sighs> I don't even know how to answer this. Uh, <laughs> neither. Uh, I never really understood Frosty the Snowman, so I think Why? Rudolph. I don't know. You never built snowman mm-hmm. as a kid. Don't really remember getting that much snow mm-hmm. in the deep south. Sometimes we did. Yeah. Okay. Sad. What, what about you? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm crushing all your. I'd, I'd do Frosty because okay. I like snowmen. I'm American. Um, one of the things we didn't talk about was the issue of Santa Claus. Oh, So yeah. do we, you know, what do you do with, mm. you know, do, do you do you sort of dive headlong into the, the cultural thing and, and sort of mm. get into the Santa Claus thing? Or, or do you sort of tell your kids, you know, mm. he's not real? Yeah, I mean, we we talked. We're solving a good this bit. now, actually. Yeah, Just we're <laughs> we're trying to think through it. Um, I I tend to like it just from a fun standpoint, um, just a purely fun standpoint. But I always think, you know, our senior minister in Australia, and you're thinking of this. Well, I was going to uh, use had, the quote too. It's he had great. such a great quote, and he said, "We always told our kids that Santa Claus is fun, but Jesus is real," and um, I think. I think that's what I'd yeah. like to teach Isaac most. And it's a balance. Yeah, it's a balance. Because I think, I think Peppa and Mickey kind of yeah. <laughs> introduced him to Santa. So I don't know if there's yeah. a going back. Santa was the first word he learned. Actually. Yeah. Um, snowy or hot? Ooh, definitely snowy. I always, I was the kid always hoping for a for white snow. Christmas yeah. and you know, never really getting it because we're in the South. But um, yeah, definitely always hoping for snow. Um, I'm torn because I like elements of both. I do. I like really. I like the cold and I like the snow. I think I'm just I like seasons. Yeah. 
I don't want it to just be hot all the time or cold all the time. But you get like, like six months of heat, as we had this year. Yeah, in, that's true. <laughs> in Georgia. Um, um, go ahead. Gift wrapping or gift bag? Uh, wrap. Bags just feel like you've just quit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do this. <laughs> and it uh, costs the same, I'm sure. Mm, no, sure. You probably know better than I, I do. Well, I guess so. Uh, yeah, I like gift wrap as well. you got to put prettier. in a lot of effort, though. Yes. And I'm okay at wrapping. You're pretty good at it. Yeah. You're not too bad. Yeah. It's my expertise. It's your expertise. <laughs> fudge or Christmas cookie? Oh, Christmas cookie. Uh, I don't know if I'm a big fudge. I do uh, like fudge in small amounts. I guess because if you ate a lot. <laughs> what does that even mean? If you ate a lot, you'd I be like really Christmas sick. I like Christmas cookies in small amounts. I like no. fudge. I did. Um, when we first met, yes. I made red velvet cheesecake cookies, which I think is the reason that we got married, right? <laughs> <laughs> I brought them to the Leading the Way yes. Christmas party. Fifteen pounds later. Yes. I knew you were the one. For you or for me? For me. Okay, good. <laughs> Come on. Um, Secret Santa or white mm. elephant. No, what, what's your fudge or Christmas cookie? Oh, sorry. Um, Christmas cookie. I'm not a fudge person. What's your favorite Christmas cookie? Are there different types? Yeah. Such as? Like red velvet cheesecake. <laughs> That's or... not a Christmas <laughs> cookie. That's a red velvet cookie. Um, snickerdoodles. Those are big. Okay. And? Uh, sugar cookies with Snowman. snowflake. <laughs> Frosting, uh, maybe sugar cookie. Okay, that's fair. A secret Santa or a white elephant? I don't think my family does secret Santa the right way, so I'll go white elephant. I think there's something fun about like the exchange rule and the like the game gamesmanship. Like our our Christmas in Australia where we did that. That was really fun. But and everyone's going for like one or two things. That's true. But this past Christmas, the last Christmas, we had to guest gifts for people from your family. So that was more fun. Oh, we did? Yeah, remember? Sure. We had. <laughs> I really don't. Okay. You got the little... Oh. Okay. <laughs> no, that was terrible. That was essentially a white elephant gift. <laughs> Oh, the person who gave it to me will not be mentioned. <laughs> it's a good gift. I'm solid. Um, you know, I think we kind of touched on it. It's that there's a mm. there's a balance of, mm. you know, the festivities and the fun, and then there's the seriousness of it and and the remembering. Not the seriousness in that you walk around all gloomy and glum or something, but the the seriousness in that um, it's a great time to remember and be thankful. And, um, and to really mm. see, uh, I think there's a, there's an element of using the season for gospel growth, mm. for gospel development. So, um, I even encouraged the people in my young adult group to, if they have family getting together for any of the seasons, ask around your table group or whoever you're meeting with or your Bible study, is there anybody that doesn't have plans? Because there's a lot of people that don't. And yeah. they and I think there's so much, again, we talked about this, but that emphasis on like you have to be with family and it's supposed to look like this and you're supposed to look like the Hallmark commercials and, and, and get everything looking just a certain way. And there's some people that don't have that. Yeah. From a gospel perspective, there's a really big opportunity to share, to invite to use that gift of hospitality 
to invite people into your home, um, have a meal. And, and that, that gives you some collateral with that person to speak and share. And, and, um, there's a great deal of weight that comes with that, but we have to be willing to do that. And sometimes I think we think it's just about family when there's a, you know, there's a, there's another family we need to be considering too, as a family of God. That's right. I am. You know, we've been talking about that because the our Australia experience, sort of being invited in, into another person's home and, and family and, and then making us feel like we were family. When we didn't them. have ours with us. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that we hope, I think, when we're older and we're, you know, our kids are grown up and we can host, you know, Christmas again. And um, that we also hopefully carry on that tradition that we have other people's, other people, like you said, who might not have friends or family in town um, because it's just you're right. It's just such a great way to be such a practical um, a view of the gospel and, and see from a family perspective. Thank you so much for joining us for such a fun episode of Candid. We are thankful for you, and we hope you have a wonderful time celebrating the birth of our Lord this Christmas. From our family to yours, Merry Christmas. Candid is a podcast from Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef. If you liked today's episode, please share it with a friend, leave a review, and subscribe. Don't forget to connect with our social media pages on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Visit ltw.org candid to connect with these pages, share your questions with me, and get this week's free download and prepare your heart for Christmas. I'm Jonathan Youssef, and we'll see you next week.